Happy Veterans Day. Stories? No. Uh, stop it. <laughs> no, like, work's been just trash. I feel like I've been working nonstop. Um, we had, I thought we were done, not this week, but last week. We, like, finished our fields mm-hmm. and shit. And then uh, Friday afternoon, it's, like, 1 p.m., Two of the producers call me and they're like, uh, we forgot to include these <sighs> fields. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me because they're seed fields, which means we have to do them. And so, like, I called Damn. my boss. Yeah. And she's like, yep, you have to go out there and do them. I'm like, mm-hmm. Fucking kill myself. So mad. (laughs) So mad. But, yeah, so, thankfully, there's a holiday today, so we crammed it all into three days and got it done, but, like, we popped a trailer tire, we still have a broken (laughs) sampler, like, we had to walk it all, it was, it was a lot of walking for two days. My boss came out and helped us, and it was her first time doing it in the 15 years that the department's been doing the survey. Yep. Jesus. And I don't think she got the full effect of it at all. She's like, it's so great to be out from, you know, the desk, oh, you know? shut up. Exactly. Shut up, you whore. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so do this for seven weeks and come back at me, yeah. please. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to punch her in the face because she was slowing us down, really, ultimately. Mm. Um, yeah. But, Yeah. So I think that's done. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so I started my other job at the <laughs> Um, oh my God, those, like, people that work there, like, there's, there's mostly older ladies that work there, and they're fine, but, like, the two people that I happen to be, like, working with, they don't understand what a shitty job is. Like, they mm-hmm. think that that job It's fucking terrible. Like, there was this one girl that I was working with, and she was, she, like, flipped out because, um, so we serve the the wine outside and the little tasting glasses, and, uh, she went outside to go check on the table, and then someone, like, brought, or someone had an empty glass, and they're like, oh, would you mind taking this? And she, like, took it, and then she came back, and she bitched for, like, five minutes about how, like, that group of people is so needy, and as if she wasn't gonna take it anyways, and, like, I was like, dog. Oh my god, like, you don't know what dealing with shitty people is like. And then they're all just, like, talking shit about the owners and how stuff is run so much better when the owners aren't there and it's just them running the show. And this girl is, like, she's 22. Like, she, oh, god, I just cringe when I hear her thinking that she knows everything and I'm like, uh, you're dumb. It's a good Um, thing you don't need that job to, like, make a living though you know yeah exactly exactly so it is it's nice though because like so uh I get good discounts off that wine and then I also get industry discounts so like any other wine place that is like you know any other winery in Michigan I go and I tell them I work at this place and then they give you like 20% off so I'm like nice "Nice." um and then also like at the end of the week um, on Sundays, they're always switching out bottles, so what other whatever bottles don't get used, we get to bring home, and so now I just get a bunch of free wine, too, so I was like, there's perks, um, but yeah, the people suck. Um, the other, the guy that I uh, work with, he's like, he's like the biggest underachiever, like, and 
like, which I don't mind, but, like, he just blatant, it's so, like, just open about it. And, like, if I try to do something that, like, is within the realm of my job, he thinks that I'm doing too much. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just sweeping up the floor. Like, calm down. Like, I'm not, I'm not going above and beyond in any means. And he just feels like, and then he, like, I guess a couple years ago, he got in a car accident because there was some judge that was drunk and driving and he hit him. And I swear to God, that guy brought up that story four fucking times in one Uh, shift. And I was like, oh no, this is your thing. This is like, this is what you want people to to know about you is that you got in a car accident. Yeah. (sighs) This is like, yikes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't have sympathy for you. I could give a fuck. (laughs) Um, yeah, so there's that. It's been, you know, the, I think the customers are super, like, nice, like, because obviously they're all happy and drunk and shit, so mm-hmm. that's been that's been good. But the coworkers have been less than than prime. But the owners of the winery they have a, a cat, and their the winery is like attached to their house, and so the cat just like freely roams between the winery and their house. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that part. So kitties on the job. Um, but yeah, that's really the only thing different is just more work, but a different setting. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so how interesting our lives are. But I did get my hair cut, so I'm oh, yeah. changing oh, yeah, it up did. a little I bit. I see that now. It's, it is shorter. <laughs> it's shorter. But, yeah. So, I guess let's get into it. Yeah. So, I'm Jesse. I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. Oh. 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 Okay. Oh, and this week we are talking about Nick Cage's one and only directed film, and it is titled Sunny. Mm-hmm. It was released in 2002, and it is pretty much about this soldier who's been honorably discharged, um, and he goes back to his hometown where he grew up, and... Before he was in the military, he was a prostitute, and so he kind of falls back into that lifestyle, uh, even though he doesn't want to, but he just can't break away from the life that he has always known. Um, And then there's kind of just this side drama with his mom, and then also another woman that his mom hired as, uh, to, to work as a prostitute as well, and so there's kind of this love story on the side um and and yeah and nick cage uh is featured in it at the very end i was like Mm -hmm. nervous i was like googling when does nick cage show up in this shit because i was like did i miss it i thought the Um, same thing because it doesn't happen (laughs) like it happens so late in the movie yeah i was i was getting nervous but yeah interesting concept uh because it's a life of a male prostitute yeah, I mean, we see a little of both sides because the the woman that his his mom hires, uh, her name's Carol, and we see, you know, we see her side, see her working, and we also see uh, James Franco playing Sonny. We see him working too, and it's yeah, it's interesting to see the the difference and the dynamic between like you know the customers that they they cater to, mm-hmm. but uh. This one uh, also takes place in Nolens. 
<laughs> yeah, so you got that little accent going on in some of the characters. Yeah. Um, what I want to know is, how do you feel about James Franco as an actor? Not great, um, especially in this movie. Like, I think he's actually, I think he definitely can play some good parts in, in movies. Um, for some reason, I can't, like recall any good ones off the top of my head <laughs> but I know he's got some some good parts out there but this one was just I, he was definitely emotional maybe a little oh yeah too emotional um but maybe that was part of the character and then there were times where I couldn't tell what emotion he was trying to portray which was mm-hmm. I guess where my my larger criticisms are and then there were times where he just looked like he was gonna die like he looked really pale and sweaty and like just really sickly like really gross you know he reminds me of kind of like a a 21st century matt dillon i kept getting like flashbacks to what was that fucking movie about the the fish it was in black and white Yes, Rumblefish. He kept reminding me of that that character with his tucked in shirt, like almost like mm-hmm. a James Dean vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh god, I hate this. But I mean, he plays like he has a very niche character that he does good with playing, and I I kind of like him better in like comedy roles when he's just acting like a fucking jackass versus yeah. when he's in these type of roles when it's like he's trying to be deep and reflective and emotional. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, not a good look. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. I th- I mean, I think, like, I don't know. I, I think probably anyone could have played the role of Sonny. I don't think it had to be James Franco. So, but. I'm just going to put this in right now because I did, I tried to do, you know, a little research on the, yeah. the movie, but there wasn't a whole lot that came up. And I did find an interview that Nick Cage did for the movie. <gasps> It's about five minutes long, and he talks about how he, when he first got the script for it, he got it 15 years before he made it. Holy and, fuck. Because, and he <laughs> fell in love with it. Like, he was, like, really vibing with the emotions of the character. He was really, like, taken with it. And he wanted to play the part of Sonny, but he couldn't find anybody to direct it. And so it got shelved for 15 Voila. years. Uh huh. He's like, I'll just do this then. Yeah. Huh. That's fascinating. I was looking, I was trying to do some research too to find out like how many other movies he directed, which turns out this was the only one. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look at like the reviews that this got, and it got pretty terrible reviews from like critics. Yeah. I saw a lot of people just saying, like, well, Nick Cage needed to get this out of his system. Now he can, like, refocus on doing what he does best, which is, like, action type I don't films. think he does so... action best, though. I definitely think, no, I he, think does he does weird characters, but I don't think... Yeah. And, you know, I think maybe he could definitely be a great director if he did more directing. Um but I yeah, think this you was know, his first one. Yeah. So you can't it be his best first... at your first one. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was his first one. We saw his brother's first movie, which yeah. uh, that was Deadfall. <laughs> it was not great, but I'm sure his brother made some <laughs> better stuff later. Uh, but like, yeah, yeah we, Nick only did the one thing and he, he only did it because it was kind of like uh, a passion of his to see it be made into a movie, even though he wanted mm-hmm. to play the part originally um 
And so I feel like if he ever felt that strongly about anything, he would do it again. But but maybe right. this really kind of sa- like the reviews on it kind of soured him. Yeah. For that role. Yeah. <laughs> but and it was it was not a very profitable movie either. Like it didn't gross. I think in the U.S. it grossed like thirty thousand. Like it was something insanely small. But I mean, yeah, there's some like director stuff I was like oh like especially in the beginning I noticed the camera was so close on everybody's faces I was like someone needs to back this shit up this is weird (laughs) but it seemed to get more normal (laughs) later on in the movie um yeah so in the U.S. and Canada it grossed thirty thousand dollars and half of that was on opening weekend Mm -hmm. um worldwide 130 so Hmm. not that not that big, but no. And we threw a few dollars at the used DVD market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the only way we could access this. But um, yeah, I think the the concept was interesting. I thought so as well. Um, I think that, like, I mean, the story kind of stayed the same. Throughout, like, um, James Franco comes home, and then we learn that his mom trained him, and then we're all thinking, what did, what did she train him on? And then he's like, I don't want to have sex anymore, mom! <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he was a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. um, oh man. Like, and, Ooh, this is a weird relationship. <laughs> and, um, it's revealed much later in the movie, but we find out that he's been a a uh, little sex worker prostitute since the age of 12. That yeah, is so fucked up. No wonder why he's so messed up. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he can't live a normal life because that is not what 12-year-olds should be doing. No. Um, yeah, but he, like, in the beginning, he kind of, like, tries to... He tries to get out of it, and so, like, he goes to uh, get a suit, and so he's asking, you know, that guy if he has uh, any openings for jobs, and the guy's like, oh, think about it. And then these two nasty older women come up, and they're like, hey. And then there's just, like, a lot of awkward sexual tension coming from them, and then mm-hmm. Sonny is just like, get away from me yeah and obviously the store owner notices that and he's like yeah actually we're not gonna have any job openings and so then he's kind of like ah oh, fuck i just paid five almost five hundred dollars for this suit i need to go make some money and so he he leaves with them yeah for he a drink yeah for a drink but he doesn't sleep with them because at this point yes. he's still staunchly against going back to his old life and so one of those older women, uh, her name is Meg, and she's like mm-hmm. an old client of his from before he went off to join the army. And apparently she's been telling some big stories to her other lady friends, including the the lady that um, she brought with her named Catherine. And she's like, yeah, this is the dude that I told you about who I fucked for, like, years or whatever. And the lady's like, ooh, yeah. And so they got really interested in that. And and being where he is, like, back in his hometown, he has a reputation of being a sex worker. So the guy Mm -hmm. running the suit shop kind of, you know, realizes he's, he's like, yeah, I don't want somebody 
who has this type of reputation working here because it's yeah. the t- wrong type of interest we want in the store right now. Yeah. And then um, he, like, kind of goes and he's like, oh, yeah, I was talking to my, my buddy in the in the army and he said Jesse. that if I, Jesse, <laughs> my boy Jesse, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, he was like, hey, if you ever need a job, like, I, you can, I, I think his dad owned a business or something and he was like, oh, yeah, you can come work with me and I'll hook you bookstore. up. Bookstore. And it was in, yeah, bookstore. And it was in Texas. And so, feeling kind of like he didn't have any other options, he's like, I'm going to go hit that guy up and see if I can get a job in Texas and leave this town and leave this lifestyle behind. And then he drives out there and the guy's kind of like, yikes, my dad died. (laughs) We don't have a business anymore. You want to just go get drunk and, and sleep with these two sisters instead? So, yeah, he kind of... Strike two. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, but that. Oh my god. So, that's. Uh, I think that's when we've that whole shit where he hangs out with Jesse afterwards is where we really see him kind of lose his shit for the first time. Yeah. Uh, we don't. We don't realize how unstable he is. Like we know he's really um, naive. He's young. He's twenty six. He hasn't seen a whole lot. Like all he's done and all he's known is the life that he grew up in and then what he did when he went into the army which a we don't know much about b we don't know why he was honorably discharged nor do i think they really say anything about that at all in the movie nope um and uh so oh yeah so i was like what was the point that i was trying to make so (laughs) like they he hangs out with these two women that they pick up from church their sisters they go <laughs> back to hang out um at the house after they get ice cream and go see a movie and they're like just kind of drinking and hanging out and then you know they're flirting and they go off and do their thing and there's also a mention of a kid's sister that's asleep somewhere that they're not supposed to wake but we'd never see her or hear about it no but <laughs> <laughs> so like um, I was about to call him Nick. So James Frank goes with his date, uh, who's like way too hot for him, but oh, she's yeah. charmed by him because he's naive. He's charming. He he's mm-hmm. just you know he's never been on a date before, so he doesn't know how to do it. And she starts coming on to him, and you know, Bing Bang Boom, they fuck, and she's like, "Oh my god, that was amazing! You should do that for a living." And he's and like, he's um, like, oh, well, <laughs> I did. And she's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then he gets all, like, real with her for a minute. And yeah. and she's like, okay, well, you just stay here. I'm going to, like, go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom starts, like, chugging cough syrup <laughs> from under the sink. And he catches her doing it. And he just fucking loses it. Just starts throwing all of her shit around, breaking it. And he's like, you know... It's supposed to be different. Like, you live this nice life. You shouldn't be getting a high on cough syrup. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps freaking the fuck out. And he ends up getting kicked out, rightfully. Yeah. And, like, the weird thing about that scene was, like, he was on a whole nother level. And no one even, like, 
came close to matching his energy. He just kept mm-hmm. screaming and screaming. Everyone was just kind of like staring at him like, uh, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. I think I would be way more freaked out in that that moment. Like, there's broken yeah. glass everywhere. He threw her down on the ground on top of the broken glass. On She's the glass, naked. yeah. Yeah. And, like, they <laughs> don't really th- say much about it. I mean, like, the guy Jesse, he's like, yeah, so what? She drinks cough syrup, I drink beer. Like, <laughs> what's the difference? And, yeah, it's good. Uh, Calm down. <laughs> right. And, like, yeah, he really just has a huge meltdown, which um, is just kind of his tool that he uses to get what he needs in the end, but this time it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, he just freaks the fuck out and then has to leave. Yeah, and then he goes back home, and then his mom is just, she's so fucking weird. Like, she just is so happy he's back and just, like, makes him, like, promise not to leave her again and, like, mm-hmm. makes him try to, like, recognize that she's like he's all she has and she has this weird accent and like oh my god it kept bugging me like the way that she would say like t's she would say like d's like she'd say but day i was like oh my god <laughs> you so, me so mad <laughs> you know that she's a british actress right no i don't okay. <laughs> Okay, I I recognized her from Pride and Prejudice, the version with Kira Knightley. She plays oh. the mom because the mom has similar fits and meltdowns. I'm like, aha, I see it, I see it. And then that interview, nice. yeah, the interview that I watched with Nick, he also um, was asked about that in the interview because I think the interviewer was British, and he asked about, um, you know, Nick's choice in casting her for that role mm-hmm. considering the fact that she had a british accent <laughs> and nick was and, like, like new orleans accents are hard to imitate already and given that you already have an accent on top of that like that's a challenge <laughs> yeah and he it's like i'm just a huge fan of hers and i you know, like, I know that British people are just really good with accents, and so uh, <laughs> she, you know, had, she got it down in four days, and I had every confidence that she could just make it work. And there it was. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nick was, Nick has never been good at the skill of mastering accents, so. Right. <laughs> it probably sounded perfect to him. Um. <laughs> uh. My boy Sonny, the best he ever was. I know, because I trained him myself. Yeah, so his weird relationship with his mom continues. And then he kind of, like, continues also to build a bond with Carol. And they've, they they kind of have this automatic connection since they first met. Well, part I think part of um, that's because they have to fucking share a bedroom. Like, there's yeah. only one other bedroom in this house. And they have oh, to yeah. share it. Oh, yeah, and, like... The mom, like, deliberately, like, s- set them up, like, when she, mm-hmm. like, hired Carol, she's like, oh, yeah, I know that she'll make a good, like, you know, companion, I guess, for, for, for my, for my boy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but they're reluctant to really, like, work together, so, like, you think her idea is that they're going to be kind of a couple, but also they will, like, work jobs together. 
Yeah. Um, but they don't really do that because, you know, James Franco originally is really against going back to that life. But after returning from Texas, he kind of is hard resolved to just go back to doing it because... Well, mm-hmm. his only two <laughs> prospects didn't work out, yeah. so fuck it. I might as well just go back to the one thing I know. He's like, I tried twice. I'm done. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know people like that. Fuck them. Jesus yeah. Christ. I know. But, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he goes and he fucks a lot of old women. That uh-huh. is his client base. <laughs> and he fucks them hard. He immediately, oh, like... Oh my god, frame. yeah. Yeah, the first one that he starts fucking, he fucks Meg. Um, the one that came up to him at the clo- at the suit shop. And, um, yeah, like, oh my god, he, like, rails her. Just, like, slamming her into the, like, headboard. And then, uh, afterwards, like, it should be money up front. It's always money up front. I don't know yeah. why the fuck nobody's learned that in this movie. Because everybody's getting shorted money. And so, mm-hmm. like... Uh, Meg didn't have the full amount. She only had $150, and I think the rate was, like, 200 or whatever. And so at first he's really upset, but he's like, uh, how about you just spread the word for me that I'm back on the scene? And she's like, yeah, yeah I can do that. <laughs> and and then he, afterwards, like, he immediately calls uh, some other uh, madam who has a different, like, brothel somewhere in town, uh, because they all know each other. And mm-hmm. he asks her for for some work, and she's like, "Yeah, I got a I got a job for you, but it'll require a little extra uh, effort on your part." And Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we find out that he has to acquire a police uniform and go to this woman's house out in the boonies somewhere to you know do a good old fashioned role playing scene with her, and uh, yeah. It was yeah. He like fucks her with the what is it baton or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It gets and he's like you can tell that he's like disturbed by it. Yeah. Um, I was disturbed by it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, she likes like it, a job. It was a job that would cost three hundred, and she's like, I'm only gonna pay you two hundred. He flips mm-hmm. out, start breaking her shit, and like mm-hmm. then she ends up paying. But one thing that I am surprised by. But the fact that this is, you know, male prostitute, we're seeing a lot of action, a lot of movement. I'm surprised we didn't even see glimpse of dick. Like, you know, like, there was, there was a lot of good camera work to deliberately avoid showing his penis. Because, like, even, yeah. you know, when he was with the sisters and he was running around and, like, throwing shit, we still didn't see any dick. And I was like, wow, that's so... Nice directing, Nick. I know. I know. I was actually quite impressed by that because I was like rewinding scenes like, like, did I miss it? Did I miss it? Did I miss it? You know, yeah. like, just trying to look for a little little peek. But like, yeah, Nick, I mean, he must have learned from that City of Angels scene. <laughs> how, how, how easily can just, the nub can slip out. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like they did a really good job covering that up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like, I'm wondering if like once you see the dick, like does that make it like NC-17 or does like that higher rating over R? Right. Yeah. I don't know because it seems like this is already 
fairly explicit and like the mm-hmm. audience that you're gonna get versus our compared to the next one I mean I don't think it's gonna be different but I don't know maybe it's harder to get that rating I have no idea how that works yeah well maybe it wouldn't but... yeah I don't know maybe if it's like portrayed in a sexual way it's not okay but if it's like you know just like a flaccid dong just hanging around <laughs> it's, it's okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know these uh these I worlds. know. But it's also crazy because if you think about how many like vages you see, I don't think like those aren't R-rated movies. Yeah, but it's usually just like, you know, that V part not like an opening of the legs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Titties are all, <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah, no, titties no. are fair game. Yeah. <laughs> And in, in the 80s, it was okay to put titties in, like, a PG-13 movie, so... Yeah, right. Yeah. We've, Times have really changed. How far we've come. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, take your money, go. I guess we could talk a little bit about the character of Henry, who, hmm. um, he's played by, ooh, ooh, Henry Dean Stanton. You- Yes. I forgot his name. I had to scroll the back same, up. The same name as he, of his character. No yeah, idea. but he was a character in Wild at Heart. Um, he played, uh, shit, the, the one chick's mom's boyfriend. Oh, That's right! Name? Yeah, what was his name? I don't know, but he was a Johnny Farragut. Yeah. Yes! Johnny. Yes. Because he was very much a like a, a simp and he would just like do whatever she wanted and Yeah. And I mean he's kind of a very kind of... similar character in this one. Yeah, exactly. That's his that's his niche. <laughs> yeah. And uh he's also like kind of a I I don't know. He's I don't think he's a sex worker. I don't really know what he it's does there, but I know he he makes his money, or he tries to make his money gambling, but he usually loses it, so he has to steal it. He has to steal stuff yeah. to to pay um, his way to live there. And he kind of, like, we see that he has a thing for uh, John Franco... James Franco's mom. John, John Franco's I know. Oh. Oh. I'm just <laughs> mixing names up. I know. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I don't but, even know what his mom was, what her name was in the movie. Her name was Jewel. Just mama. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jewel. Jewel. That's right. Yeah. So, like, he has a thing for her, and her birthday is, like, coming up. Her and birthday. I guess he, <laughs> he promised to take her to some fancy-ass restaurant in town, and he lost, like, the money that presumably he was going to use for that dinner gambling. So he has to go out and steal shit, because... He's going to take her to dinner, you know, she flipped shit and he's going to do it. So he does. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one thing he says to her in this fancy restaurant is that she has the prettiest pussy, um, which (laughs) maybe not the best, like, romantic, right. And then, um, the maitre d' or whatever comes over and notices that Jewel has taken it, she basically taking her shoes off her feet are like sitting on top Mm -hmm. of her shoes at the table and this becomes a whole thing like he's like ma'am you need to put your feet like 
back in the shoes, and she's like, I always take my shoes off. Ever since I was a little girl, I take my shoes off when I eat. And I was like, who the fuck actually does that? And then... Yeah. It makes this big of a scene about it at a restaurant. Thinks that they're entitled to do this at a public place where other people are eating. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, the maitre d's like, you know, I'm going to kick you out if you don't put your shoes on. And um, John, Johnny, I just called him Johnny. I'm Henry. God damn it. <laughs> I know. This is... <laughs> Who is John? Oh, yeah, John was the guy from the yeah, other Yeah, from movie. Wild That's at Heart. Keep yep. calling John. I know, I keep fucking, like, <laughs> slipping around all the names. Yeah. But Henry goes back and just really, like, lays it on this guy. He's like, oh, I'm going to threaten you, and yeah. she's going to be able As- to sit there and... Yeah, it was really As if dumb. he has any kind of, like, authority. Like, I was like, who is this guy, and why is, why is he, like, thinking he can threaten this other guy? Like, what kind mm-hmm. of standing does he have in this community? So I was kind of just confused by his role but yeah he got her got got his way and she got to eat with her shoes off um eh, i i took very poor quality notes i took so many i have (laughs) you're really just going deep into the movie i needed to make sure that i wasn't gonna miss anything you know important because there was a cameo that i missed um one of Nick's brother, Mark Coppola, who has cameoed in at least one other movie that we've seen. But oh. he was at um, the other brothel that James Franco calls to get the police uniform. Uh, or not the police uniform, but for to get the, the job that he required the police uniform for. No kidding. There's, huh. there's a guy walking down the stairs with uh, one of the sex workers there and... Um, the Madam Maddie, she says something to him, because the character's name is Jimmy, has a fucking name. She's like, oh, Jimmy, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then, I know, he has one line. Have a good time, Jimmy? Oh, Maddie, there's never a dull moment in your place. <laughs> and then that's it. Just. Wow, that's, that's yeah. very similar to the other cameo he played, which, you know, he was at the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, when they were scheming, I forgot what movie that one was. That was Deadfall. Like, that was... Was that Deadfall? Okay. Yeah. Wow, he's just getting in on on all his brother's director <laughs> films, directed I mean, films. Yeah, how else are you going to get a start if you don't ride the coattails yeah. of your siblings? <laughs> exactly. So, wow. Huh. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice him in the other movie either. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I had to... Well... I didn't notice it either, and then I saw it, like, in the credits later that he was in the movie. I was like, when the fuck was oh. he in this shit? And then I had to go back to the scene, and I was like, because it just said Jimmy at Maddie's or whatever. Like, it's like, okay, well, then I'll go back to the one scene where they show that place, and hell yeah. Yeah. He was right there. Interesting. Yeah. I'm better than all of you! Fuck you! Uh, I guess one... So we could just keep talking about scenes. But there, I was going to say, there's only, like, one time where uh, James Franco and Carol work together, where they go to that mm. big party that Catherine, the other lady at the suit store, um, who's never, like, you know, been in this realm of um, hiring people for sex. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is new to her, and she hires... Uh, both Sonny and Carol to come to this party, and then afterwards, 
uh, Sonny bangs Catherine on the kitchen floor with a mouthful of, like, sandwich. It was really gross. And then (laughs) (laughs) uh, Carol bangs Catherine's husband, Scott, like, Uh, on some bed upstairs. And he's just yelling, gee whiz. Like, yeah, like, really what the off. fuck? <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's his love language. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then af- they kind of, like, peace out after that, and they're like, oh, we're not tired yet. The night is still young. Let's go, let's go for a drive. And so they end up driving, and then they find this place to, like, pull off of, and it kind of, like, they're like, uh, Carol's like, come outside of the car, and... And hang out with me. Like, let's just take this all in. And he's like, ugh, I'm wearing my all-white suit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, you have to. And so as soon as he, like, gets out of the car, it starts downpouring. And his all-white suit is getting trashed. And then they go. And they're like, oh, there's shelter off yacht in the distance. And uh, so they run to this, like, barn. And Mm -hmm. then they're, like, making out. And then they hear something. And then we go and look, and then there's this just golden lab with a bunch of puppies, like, that's just in the barn, and, like, we see them for, like, two seconds, and then, like, that's it for the puppies. So I was like, damn, I thought they were going to take one or something. Like, come on, like, show the puppies a little bit more, so. But then she yeah. starts crying, yeah. and he's like, why are you crying? And she's like, you don't understand me. <laughs> so she, like, tries to run away from him. And then he chases after her and, like, literally tackles her into the biggest puddle of mud. It yep. just completely ruins his white suit. Uh, then she kind of just says, like, I want to get away from this life and, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, tell me it's not always going to be like this. And he can't tell her. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So. Like, when early, when they get out of the car and are first starting to walk, she professes her love to him and he doesn't oh, yeah. reciprocate and he doesn't <laughs> by the end of all of this doesn't doesn't yeah. say it back doesn't give her reason to stay and then um when they get back to the house later um she reveals to him that one of her clients who she regularly fucks has asked her to marry him multiple times and this time mm-hmm. she's just gonna she's gonna say yes I mean, unless she has any reason not to say yes, but... Yeah, she's she, like, uh, you know, we James can run Franco away together still. Like, yeah, he's way he's in his like, head. He's not gonna... It's not gonna happen. Yeah. He's not gonna say it. Um, exactly. But, uh, yeah. And then, so pretty much what happened, we kind of... We cut back to Henry, and he's gambling, and he finally wins, and he's yeah. like, oh, my luck changes. He I thought leaves, he gets li- fucking... I, yeah, my first thought was as soon as he's like, my luck's changed. I'm like, dude, you're about to die. That's the only yeah. time that this thing ever happens. You are about exactly. to die. Exactly. Nothing as good is coming after that. And so, yeah, he, he gets hit by a semi-truck. His his car just bursts into flames. Like, yeah. immediate, immediately. It was very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that's left is uh, his hat, like, on the ground, unscorched oh. by the fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, so it's just, uh, it's just Jewel and Sonny at his funeral. They're here. Uh, and then, like, later, they, uh, he's, ta- uh, Sonny's talking to his mom, 
And then she reveals that Henry was his dad because, like, Henry's always kind of acted like a father figure to him, but he always mm-hmm. just was like, oh, yeah, this is my mom's, like, side piece. He never knew his father. He thought his father walked out on him when he was mm-hmm. really young. Um, and so they were keeping it a secret from him because they're like, oh, I don't want him to know that his dad's a disappointment. And then Henry is very taken back by this news and does I mean, not James Franco? well. You Who said did Henry I say? was taken aback. <laughs> God damn it. Just rolling names. in his grave. <laughs> he's fucking pissed he's a dad. <laughs> um, yeah, so James Franco was pissed and so he decides to go on a drinking Spree. Oh my god, what kind of <laughs> shots were he, was he doing? Okay, I have no idea. I was very curious about it. So pretty much what was happening is they were pouring liquor and then they were kind of pouring this like club soda and then he would he would like smack it on the top to make it fizz all the way up Ugh. and then just chug it. I was like, that That's sounds so the worst. <laughs> You're filling your stomach full of like foam. Yeah. How disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, he probably, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, a type of drink or, like, a style of drinking, whatever the fuck he was drinking, but I was like, that just sounds like you're just gonna burp and, like, fart. (laughs) I was getting queasy, like, watching him drink those. I know, it just gave me heartburn. Um, Yeah, and he had a lot of those, and then we started to, like, there is these scenes where, like, it looked like they almost put, like, teardrops in his eyes where his eyes were, like, glistening because they were so, like, watery to try to, like, demonstrate that he was either sad or drunk or what the fuck ever. And that was supposed to be the indication of that. And then we start seeing things from his perspective and they're all blurry and we're like, uh-oh, gotta oh, get yeah. into some shit. He, uh, he and like, leaves that Yeah, he stops at another bar before he gets to Nick's because he takes a big, tall, like, road drink with him on the way to Nick's. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, as soon as he's like, I need to speak to Acid Yellow, I was like, yes, yes, finally, we're going to see him. Because we knew his character name was Acid Yellow, so just kind of waiting for him to show up. And so, you know, of course he gets to go in to see him. And... I didn't, I mean, like, we don't know what kind of place this is at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we come in and we see Nick, who saved the description, <sighs> hold on. But he is snorting coke at the bar with, a, like, a trans um, a sex worker who has two poodles on the counter that have oh dyed fur. And <laughs> Those poodles were everything. <laughs> Nick looks uh, interesting, to say the least. Literally, exactly like Austin Powers. I was getting so many, like, yeah. vibes. And he had yeah. a nose prosthetic, a full yellow suit with, like, I don't even know, what, like, long cuffs? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to describe the suit, but yeah, he had like the, he had like blonde curly hair on top of his yellow suit and he had one of those mustaches that's kind of like almost a full handlebar, even though it was kind of Mm -hmm. skimpy towards the sides and he had some like big square glasses and like, yeah, he had that 
prosthetic nose. I don't know what it is with yeah. Nick, but he really likes, he likes the prosthetic that. nose. <laughs> like, it's not the first time we've seen him wearing one. Yeah. But yeah, that was the very yeah. first thing I noticed about him. I, and, like, like just... the thing... Yeah, it was... I was not expecting his character to look like that. Like, I knew he was going to be some kind of, like, weird-looking character, but he was just very, like decked out 70s looking vibes and Mm -hmm. like we were seeing him from James Franco's point of view and so it was like all blurry kind of like in a daze um like and so just the whole acid yellow experience was a trip in its own yeah um and then we find out that he's actually he's a, a pimp and so uh Sonny was like hey I need I need some some clients I need I need someone who likes it rough and then and, he's but, like, whoa, you've... Yes, Go I was going to say, Nick specifically runs a gay brothel. So it's yes. only dudes coming through looking for other dudes. And this is mm-hmm. something that James Franco hasn't done before. I mean, to our knowledge, he has not had sex with another yeah. man. But, right. uh, yeah, anyways. Yeah, and so, yeah, so Nick was just like, okay, I, I, I guess you can, like, you can give it a go. I do have... Just my best fucking trick on the menu tonight. Like, I guess uh-huh. this is your first time. Here you go. Uh, and then Nick's, like, trying to, like, are you sure you know what you're doing? Like, it doesn't seem like... you know, and, and, and James is like, no, 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 I got this, I got this. Closes the door, and then he's kind of... The, the client is acting like, oh... I've sinned, you need to punish me. And mm-hmm. so then James Franco just starts beating the shit out of this guy. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy, I think his name is actually John uh, in the, the Oh, good. Movie. <laughs> he, um, he comes in looking for, like, some kinky, like, domination kind of role mm-hmm. play thing. And... James Franco starts asking him if he knows his father, like his own, like, like, you got daddy issues. Yeah. Asking the dude, he's like, do you know your own dad? And the dude's like, my dad's dead. And James Franco's like, so is mine. And just like fucking (laughs) kicks him in the face and just starts beating the fucking shit out of him. Just wrecking him. And then Nick comes in and like, breaks up the the fight and like James Franco starts like apologizing. He's like, it's not your fault as he's like beating this dude. <laughs> like, dude, you need I to take know. that you need to yeah. go to a therapist, eh? But like take See, that rage out on not another human being. Like, yeah, I feel like this scene was like one of the scenes where it was probably supposed to be serious, but like you couldn't help but just like laugh at how god awful it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then, like, Nick comes in and he, like, you know, gets James Franco out of there. He, like, is coddling his, like, his prize trick. He's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, busts out a sword and, like, chases James Franco out of there. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was definitely, like, that was the best scene in the movie is obviously acid yellow Nick. and all yeah. of his silly, his silly silliness. But, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, worth the wait. <laughs> it definitely was. Definitely like the best part of the movie. God, son, it's so good to see you. His daddy's gonna suck Sonny's dick. And I guess well, after that, you know, he's James Franco's had a fucking hell of a time at this point. And he <laughs> yes. is 
all he has is like he's like clutching his little brown bag of we don't know what at this point and mm-hmm. um Carol comes back in she's like all right I'm really going to leave this time I'm going to pack my bags <laughs> this is your last chance you sure to say you want something. me to <laughs> yeah but she's yeah. like trying so hard to like get him to to either come with her I mean at least like take her you know seriously mm-hmm. and he can't do it so she goes and she starts packing her bags and he's starts unpacking this brown bag which is some of his dad Henry's items that they recovered from the burnt car including the hat and uh <laughs> so, <laughs> so he he thinks about it apparently and then he gets up and they he meets her outside, you know, for like that last tearful moment where she tries to convince him to come anyways and mm-hmm. and he just can't can't do it. So she leaves and there's a moment where she's like just weeping in the car with her boy Troy and uh she sees Nick come or, God damn it. She sees Nick. James Franco coming around the corner and uh, she, you know, gets out and they have this beautiful reunion and it fades to white. And we find out that that didn't really happen. James Franco's still staring at the door to his his mother's uh, house and we don't know what he does. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. That, that scene did get me though because I was like, oh, here's the moment everyone's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. He decides to go with the girl and leave his life. And then it cuts back to him, and we're like, oh, shit, that was just, like, in his imagination. And it kind of leaves the audience like, oh, he, mm-hmm. he can actually escape. And I was like, nice one, Nick. That was, that was pretty good. There's a, yeah. there's a nice little trick at the end. <laughs> yeah, I am kind of disappointed that Nick didn't continue to direct after this one, because I think he could have mm-hmm. done some interesting things. I really do. Um Especially it if you would have just not done the kids' movies and done some Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I feel like he kind of just got, like, complacent. And he's like, well, this is kind of like, I don't really want to challenge myself anymore. <laughs> I'm just work, an actor. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, like, you can tell, though, that, like, the stuff he's in, like, he's into some dark, twisted shit. Because, like, remember how he did, I forgot what the movie was about the snuff film, but, like, he specifically wanted to be in that role because he found that interesting. So he's kind of got a dark little mind. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think he could have directed some, some, some. Uh, films that with topics that we would have found interesting. Exactly. I think we would have enjoyed it. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he could have just done that for us, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good question to ask him if we ever got the chance to interview him, which I never yeah. had the chance to do. But I would, no, you know, I'm intimidated. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't ask him normal interview questions at all. It would be yeah, like, no. what's your favorite thing to do on set? <laughs> like, yeah. What's your favorite movie to act in? Exactly. Just dumb, boring stuff. Fuck me, man. You got anything else to say about this one? I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. More, I more feel thoroughly like, than I thought we would. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Like, I just paid a lot of attention to it today. No, I thought this <laughs> one... Yeah. I mean, I did too. And I also just, like, literally just got done watching it. So it was fresh in my head. <laughs> so I was, re- I was ready to talk. Um, 
Okay, so with that said, I think we're ready to go on to our NC movie ranking. Hell yeah. Ooh. Okay, so how do we want to... This is going to be a different one because we have to judge it based on also... I mean, he directed it, so it's not just his acting we have to consider, Nick. We have right. to also consider the, the movie as a whole because it is his one grand achievement, I guess, <laughs> as far as directing goes. Yeah, because obviously acting is 10 out of 10 because loved his part. But, like, directing... Yeah, it was a little, there were some some rough patches, but granted, it was his first one, so I feel mm -hmm. like we can't be too harsh in judging that. No. Um, let's see. Because, I mean, I don't think it's top 10 worthy, but I don't no. think it's bottom 10 worthy either. No, yeah, I don't think it's that low. Definitely, like, probably somewhere in the middle, roughly, so... Yeah. Oh, these are all so blending together. Like eight. Oh, eight millimeters. That was the, That's the, the snuff, snuff film. film. Yep. Cotton I'd say blow. underneath eight millimeter. Yeah. But above then... Captain Corelli's mandolin. Yeah. So I guess is it better than The Rock? That's the one with the anal beads. Oh uh, yeah. He kind of played a different character, a, a nerd, if you will, in that one. And I kind of like that. I kind that. of did like he, him in The Rock, yeah. Yeah, so let's put it under The Rock. Okay. So that will make it number 23 out of 40. Oh, my God. All right. Are we ready for the next one? Hell yeah. Okay, our next movie is Adaptation. With a period at the end. It's a very solid <laughs> adaptation. Yes. <laughs> it came out in 2002. It's rated R. It's just shy of two hours long. Um, oh, damn. It's, a, it's a comedy slash drama. So a little different genre than what we've been getting lately. The uh, little tagline here is a lovelorn screenwriter becomes desperate as he tries and fails to adapt The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlin for the screen. <laughs> so, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce that right. There was a big pause. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, it's okay, so one of his higher rated. Hell yeah. yeah, and this is the one where he plays like... Two characters. He plays, yeah. That might be interesting. Oh, yeah, 7.7 7. Mm -hmm. IMDb rating. That's pretty high. Yeah, he plays Brothers. Nice. I'm interested to see to see this. I don't know anything about the Orchid Thief. Um, the, yeah. yeah, and I feel like that one sentence description does not tell us anything about this movie. <laughs> no. So I guess we'll I think just have it's... to... Find out. Somewhat of a true story. Ooh. Because Charlie Kaufman and I assume Donald Kaufman are real people. Charlie Kaufman's real. He wrote the movie, the screenplay. So Hey, Roger Willie is in it. Remember him from Wind Talkers? Charlie Whitehorse? Oh hell yeah. Nice. How far down um, on that list was he? <laughs> How far did he go to get there? He's on the fourth row. <laughs> um, also, the uh, the witch from the Chronicles of Narnia, Tilda Swinton, I guess uh, is her name. 
Yeah, she looks very sickly also as a, just yes. a human being. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so well, I mean, I'm I am pretty excited that it is so highly rated. That like gives me some Let's see. So other like taglines are loneliness thief twin writing magical realism. Yeah, magical. Hmm. Hmm. I'm curious. Yeah, we'll see. I think Nick is in a fat suit for this. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, peace out, whores. <laughs> you fucking cunt!